0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony, and today I'm going to talk about stablecoins. There's a lot of different topics I want to cover over the next week, and I might go into next week as well. I'm doing a little crypto mini-series, and I'm trying. what I'm trying to do is make every topic of cryptocurrency world as simple as possible to understand, and there's a lot to know and a lot of this is very confusing and even for someone like myself that has done a lot of research into this uh... some of these topics are very difficult for the average person to understand that doesn't have a computer programming background and let's face it many of the people that claim to be experts with cryptocurrency even they don't fully understand this stuff anybody that tells you they fully understand this stuff they're lying to you so What I want to do, my whole goal of this podcast, is to make it as easy as possible for the average person to understand and keep it jargon-free. Now, before I get into stablecoins, I just want to say, please remember to subscribe. And also, if you're on the Apple Podcast app or listening through um, Google or Spotify, please leave a review and a five-star rating because that helps me out so much and I appreciate it. As well as checking out my links in the episode description if you want to get started with investing in crypto crypto you can use my link for coinbase and also I have my links for my investing for beginners course through yet udemy and I'm up to 130 students now which is awesome thank you all so much and also we all know about my links for acorns in public two of the easiest apps to get started with investing for a beginner so check out those in the episode details and use my links and you can get free money when you start out or a free stock with public so let's get started with stable coins stable coins are very simple what they are is they're a kind of cryptocurrency with a more stable value so they use assets to back its value they use assets such as fiat currency like the US dollar or the euro they use commodities like gold or silver so they're different from cryptocurrencies because cryptocurrencies are really backed by nothing and there's no way to determine the exact value of bitcoin or any of these other coins Uh, it's mostly all speculation you can kind of track charts and look at trends, but there's no way to place intrinsic value on any of these coins. Whereas with a stable coin, they're pegged to a currency like the U.S. dollar and or like a commodity like the price of gold. So how they work is one stable coin is equivalent to one U.S. dollar now there are stable coins like I said there are other stable coins that go off of things other than the US dollar but for the purpose of making this simple I'm gonna talk about the two largest stable coins today the two largest stable coins are both coins that are based on the price of the US dollar now how they work is each stable coin Anytime someone buys a stablecoin, the exchange that created the stablecoin has to make sure that for every stablecoin they have, there's $1 in a savings account. And these savings accounts get audited on a periodical basis. Now, the two main U.S. dollar stablecoins are USDC, which was created in two thousand eighteen by coinbase and another company called circle the other stable coin that tracks the u s dollar is called u s d t they were created in two thousand and fourteen by a company called tether or teether however you want however you want to pronounce it now tether is actually the largest stable coin based on market cap. They're, right now they're around 62 billion dollars and the only two other cryptocurrencies that are higher in market cap right now are Bitcoin and Ethereum. USDC is the second biggest stable coin on the market and their their market cap is around 30 billion dollars. Now, the thing to remember with market cap is it fluctuates by the second, especially with cryptocurrencies, because cryptocurrencies trade 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where stocks do not. So, as of right now, that's what the market cap is, but market cap changes by the second. Now, let's talk about these two stable coins. USDT... These accounts are inspected and audited, but no one really knows the basis that they're audited on because they don't disclose it. USDC is audited every month, and the audit reports are actually found on Circle's website, and I believe Coinbase reports on it as well. So Coinbase and Circle use a third-party company to audit them, and when they're audited, the reports are, are found every month on Circle's website, so they're more transparent than Tether, the company that created the largest stablecoin, and Tether or Tether, they've actually had some controversy. They've been inspected or audited before, and sometimes the findings don't match what they should have actually in a savings account to back their stablecoin. I know one of the most recent audits, there was something like $800 million less in their savings account that they should have had to match these stablecoins. And the problem is if they don't have a one-to-one match, if a huge amount of people start cashing out of these stablecoins to go into U.S. dollars, they're not going to have the liquidity to cash these coins out. So that could become a huge problem. So from what I've seen and from the research I've done, it appears that USDC would be the safer stablecoin to buy if you wanted to buy a stablecoin to track the US dollar because they are more transparent and they've had less controversies. So, let's talk about some of the benefits of buying a stablecoin. Now, a stablecoin is less volatile than crypto because it's pegged to the U.S. dollar. These particular stablecoins are pegged to the U.S. dollar. Now, if I wanted, one benefit of that would be if I wanted to buy $1,000 of U.S. stablecoin, USDC, and I wanted to send it overseas. I wouldn't need a middleman like a bank or a government or a Western Union and I wouldn't need to worry about the time zone difference, I wouldn't need to worry about if the bank is open, I wouldn't need to worry about processing fees or there would be some fees but not as much. I wouldn't need to worry about processing time. So I could send 100 USD stable coins overseas on a Sunday and I don't have to worry about them taking two to three days to post because they're transferred instantly like cryptocurrencies are. Now, the there's also a downside to this because while the USDC does have some regulation, it's not backed by the actual government. These are kind of third-party financial institutions that are doing these audits. So, There could be a little bit of shadiness to it, like we've seen with USDT teether. We've seen them not openly disclose on a regular schedule basis. We've seen some discrepancies in what they should have in their savings account. So there's things like that to take into account as well. And also, they've been called out before by the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and also the Federal Chairman Powell. They've also made statements to the Senate about how there needs to be regulation and more um, transparency in terms of stable coins. And actually, uh, the federal secretary, or I should say the federal chairman, Powell, he said, and I'll quote him, that you wouldn't need stable coins and you wouldn't need cryptocurrency if you had a digital US currency that was backed by the Federal Reserve. And this is kind of a scary concept because if the US created their own stablecoin that was actually backed by the Federal Reserve, then it would kind of eliminate the need of all of these other stablecoins because they would be more safer, they would be more secure, And there would also be a protection if these accounts got hacked, like FDIC insurance, whereas if your bank account gets hacked, you're backed by up to $250,000, or in some cases, you'll get up to $500,000 of your money backed by the U.S. government, where no crypto is actually backed by U.S. government right now because they're not considered a legal form of payment they're not considered currency in the u.s. cryptocurrency is considered property and they're taxed just like property tax so it'd be interesting to see what happens if the u.s. decides they want to create their own stable coin it'd be interesting to see if the stablecoin market crashes if people start panicking and pulling their money out And it could hurt cryptocurrency as well. But as of right now, this is all mostly speculation. No one really knows what's going to happen as of right now. So hopefully that gives you a better understanding of what a stablecoin is. That's all for this episode. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, check out my links in the episode description as well. And thanks for listening.